Good evening and welcome back. We're still here to another edition of the Jamie Sports Blog Podcast. <laughs> I am still Todd and I think I am still joined by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? <laughs> Nothing. You are joined by me indeed. It has been a while, my friend. It has. It's, I think it's been five weeks um, officially for us, but it feels like forever um, in this time, right? <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah it's ages. Yeah, I, I know this is only our 10th show since... Um, you know, since whatever we're in, whatever, whatever 2020 counts as March, 2020. So we're glad we just wanted to check in um, with each other more than anything and with all of you uh, as well. Right. Yeah. God help anybody who listens to any of our podcasts, but especially this episode that that's your, that's your uh, trigger warning or whatever. <laughs> no, we're going to have fun. It, it has um, news has been trickling out. And then over the last couple of days, it felt like um, there was a lot of JMU news in the last week. Um, at least relative in 2020 adjusted terms. Um, and we wanted to kind of jump in and do a old school, old guys leave kind of around. Um, Just go around the horn. Yeah, around the horn a little bit. Uh, talk about a few different things and uh, have a few fun overtime topics. I was glad to see, obviously, Rob, the uh, interest is still there because we got some really good overtime topics tonight. <laughs> we did. I, I've heard some people saying that we're going to save some of them, but they all were excellent. Yeah. And as always, really appreciate it. Yeah. People don't need to do that and to humor us and, and go in there and really got some creative people that really would be better served having their own podcast. Yeah. Instead of contributing <laughs> no, that's true. Um, I, there's a bunch of good stuff coming up. We do have, um, we're going to probably have some guys from the do club on in the next few couple weeks. Uh, going to explain the very, very modified and mostly virtual homecoming um, events coming up this fall. Um, there are going to be some efforts. I know the Duke Club has their annual golf tournament um, coming up around. They are going to be able to hold that. Um, you know, they're doing all the fundraising they can this year. Um, I know we all have different different priorities and, and different interests and stuff, but we certainly want to support where we can. Um, I saw that the local station in Harrisonburg, Rob, is going to broadcast like 10 classic Dukes games throughout the fall now. Oh, I didn't uh, see that. That's yeah, a WSBA. great idea. It's a really good game. Yeah, really good idea. And that will be very cool. I, I'm sure there's probably some way to... They've actually got an excellent sports department. They, they produce do. a lot of good content. It's uh, Kudos mm. to those guys and everybody involved. It, it's really well done. And I appreciate everything they've done more now more than ever. Yeah, I think it starts this yeah. Saturday with the semifinal win at North Dakota State at the Fargo Dome um, is the Ooh. first game up. So that's really good. And it goes all the way through like the week before Thanksgiving with the, I think that's the championship over Youngstown actually is the last one. I saw that briefly. Um, I, I love that you just had to clarify the last one. <laughs> We've got multiple championships. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That makes me so happy. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, look, we haven't, you know, we haven't been bugging our friends at Pale Fire or Mossy Creek, but we absolutely encourage you to support them as best you can. They're both up and running as best they, uh, as best they can. Uh, Mossy at pretty, pretty close to full speed. And, you know, they could use the business. Um, we're really glad that we're working with people who have been in a position to hold, hang in there through, through this year. And just, we'll be talking to those guys as we get into the fall this year. And we may even have our own, um, maybe not exactly homecoming, but we may even have our own, um, attempt to get our little community together. I don't, I don't know if we need, yeah. maybe it's time. And, and yeah. Pale Fire Helps is still a thing. Still a thing, um, yes. If you can donate to the help, food pantry. Mm -hmm. people. And it's expanded. Um, they're partnering with a brewery, forgive me, um, was it Bear Claw? Yeah, or, uh, Bear Chase. 
Bear Chase. Yeah. Bear Chase. Cool. Uh, which is supposed to be beautiful. Yeah. I really would like to get out there. But um, they're doing it too for people that are in more of the Northern Virginia area yeah. and they want to contribute. Weirdly enough, the one day that I have like semi traveled for work this year, <laughs> mm-hmm. like since March, um, I had to go out to Percival to something. And um, I, I got done. I mean, it was over by two o'clock or whatever. And I thought, well, I'll just go right down the road to Bear Chase. I've been wanting to check that out. And um, it was so packed that I didn't go. <laughs> like I yeah. was just going to get some takeout, uh, you know, growlers to go or whatever. And it was a line like way out into the parking lot. So <laughs> I, um, yeah, it wasn't even COVID related that I didn't go. It was just, it was too, too much related. time. Yeah. Patience yeah. related for being that far from home. So, um, but definitely cool. And yeah, hopefully we'll, it may be time, Rob. We may finally in this year, uh, we'll, we'll talk about um, when we get to overtime, we can talk about our plans for the fall. But yeah, yeah. yeah. The first thing we wanted to talk about tonight, Rob, are you okay if we just go ahead and talk about, look, we want to talk about Jimmy. We're, we're going to talk about Jimmy. <laughs> but, but first we want to talk about the announcement really today, right, um, in the last 48 hours about both FCS football and basketball. Um, Rob, you want to start us off with basketball? Because I think that's the, the most pressing item on the docket. Yeah, I've, I've been kind of in and out today. So correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong in any details. But I believe that they announced that the season is going to take place. The NCAA is moving forward. And November 25th is the projected start date. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Which I, I think that means it's men and women. And I think both JMU's teams had five games scheduled prior to that. So clearly they'll need to do something with that. Um, mm-hmm. The big opening of the convo is the one that everybody's or not combo, yeah. um, <laughs> union, bank, and trust. <laughs> yeah. um, so no, I, I think that's certainly good news. I still think there's a lot of time between now and November, mm-hmm. and who knows what, what can happen, but it is encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to have an NCAA tournament come hell or high water yeah. because they need to. Yep. Um, it's, just, it's pure necessity. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they're going to do it, if it'll be a bubble, and that will raise all sorts of questions about the student-athlete experience so yeah. on and so forth, but... The fact is that there's billions of dollars at stake, and in order for a lot of these schools and the NCAA to remain solvent, they need to have a tournament. Mm-hmm. That's exactly and right. And they're, they're going to start that November 25th. I don't know what this means, and I don't even know if anybody's discussed it, if there are plans, if it's going to be a regular, quote-unquote, regular season, you know, with out-of-conference games and conference play, if conferences are going to just make their own decisions and, and do things like they're doing in football where it's maybe – you know, conference games plus one or conference games plus one. I don't know. But from from the purely sports fan perspective, forget about all of the health and safety. I don't need to be callous Mm -mm. or discard that. But from the purely sports fan, you've got to be encouraged. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would think. And then it's like anything else. I'm just like I do with everything else in my life. I'm hoping and praying that that things trend upward and people remain healthy. But it's nice that they are moving forward and there's a plan in advance. Uh Uh-huh. Unlike football, which was kind of like, hey, what are you guys going to yeah. do? Oh, call us. What are you going to do? Oh, let's do this. And then the Big Ten comes back. And this seems like maybe college hoops is a little more organized and they're going to be a little bit more. There will be a little bit more of a cohesive plan. Very um, much so. At least or, or a blueprint laid out. So it, I feel like I just rambled, but it, it's night and day from the experience we just went through with football. Oh, yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting, right? I mean, that's what we were just going to say. This is the whole complaint about football forever and JMU at this point being a school that is squarely in the football is the leader camp. Um, the problem in football is nobody's, there's no like 
commissioner or like any collective action. And instead of, because of the importance of the basketball tournament from a financial standpoint for all of the schools in the NCAA. Yeah, everybody right? has a state. That's <laughs> everybody has like, a massive state. There's a burning platform or, yes, or there, a common common tent for everybody to get under like it's it's different yeah yeah as we're seeing in the last you know with the big 10 this week and the pac 12 maybe even rumblings today um you know those five conferences have completely different incentive structures for football than everybody else um well they have completely different than the group of five who have completely different than the fcs who have completely different than everybody else well and again like i i might be wrong here and i'm sure you can tell me but i think the big difference is the NCAA mm-hmm. holds the broadcast rights for the tournament. Correct. In football, the conferences hold broadcast rights, and then it's not the NCAA that runs the college football playoff. That's They're right. in the FCS playoff. Mm-hmm. So this is a big deal. They, they've got serious skin in the game, yep. and they need to get it done. They're actually in charge of the tournament. They're not really in charge of much when it comes to football. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's also funny, right, that – there's another Gavitt, Dan Gavitt, mm-hmm. um, is the instead of whatever he is, the senior vice president of basketball. It's funny because, you know, his I think his father, right, is the one who put together the Big East back in the day. I mean, there is. Oh, a, I didn't know that. Yeah. Some history of this. Right. <laughs> um, of getting some organization together. But in general, yes, Rob, you're right. I'm reading on the ESPN. It says the November 25th date is a guideline for the start date. Conferences and individual schools will make adjustments for the framework of the da 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 So, yeah, there's a long way till we get 68 teams in 14 sites in March and April um, yeah. for the tournament. But I, I and look, I mean, I, we're not here to talk about health and safety anymore. They're watching other leagues, other forget sports, just other like pieces of the world put itself back together right now mm-hmm. and they got to come up with some kind of plan <laughs> right? yeah. i mean if this is going to be a going concern then you have to come up with some kind of plan and i think both basketball and football this is at least a good start in the right direction uh, I, I mean it seems unlikely there's going to be any like game changing medicine type thing between now and a while from now Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, whatever date you could, we can all sit here and like yell at each other for no reason over those things we can't control. Um, but if they're going to, they have to play the NCAA tournament if they want to continue holding an NCAA tournament this year. They, they really do. They really do. They really do. And yeah. a lot of these schools, if they want to continue having athletics at all, you know, the lower, there's like 350 schools in Division One um, men's basketball, you know, for basketball. And a lot of those schools, if they want to continue having sports at all, need there to be an NCAA tournament. So, yeah, it's weird, right? That's and it, it's, just, it's just more manageable, though. What do you got, 13, 14, maybe 15 kids on yep. a basketball roster versus For football? Sure. Yeah. Um, you can create some sort of virtual bubble. It can't be the full NBA-style thing. Mm-hmm. And you don't want kids to get shortchanged in their education. Nope. But I, I, I'd also think it's fair to assume – that most college basketball players will want to play. And if they say, hey, look, in order to play, no matter what happens on campus, you will need to, you know, do online classes and you will need to maintain distance. And maybe mm-hmm. I think most players would, would probably say, okay, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I'll do what I got to do. Um, so I do think it's an achievable thing. It is not set in stone. This is not risk-free. No. Nothing's going to be risk-free. And clearly – you and I care about the health of everybody in right. all these communities. Like we're not just saying screw it, you know, play hoops. There are people that might go that direction and just think, right. you know, everything's a hoax. Well, we're not like that. But I, I do think with enough time uh-huh. and this burning platform of 
holy crap, you know, there's billions of dollars at stake. They're going to find a way to get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just got, you just got to hope that everybody stays safe and, yeah. and that we're, we have hoops, you know, not only this year, but you know, next year and the year after and the year after that, because sure. tournaments canceled again. It's, it's trouble. Yeah. And November 25th is like Thanksgiving. So, I, yeah. um, you know, most schools, the way they're doing their structure, like they're going to have like most of the season done. Like, like Jay, like for example, any school that's going, even the schools that are in person fully right now, most of them are going home at Thanksgiving and not coming back in December yeah. um, in terms of the major student body. So the basketball players are kind of used to having to, you know, play throughout the winter break. Um, this will just be a really long winter break and the season will be halfway done before the bulk of the campus comes back. Um, whether they do or don't in whatever it is, late January, you know, mid to late January. And then you're only trying to push through a month to get to the tournament. So, um, you know, uh, hopeful, certainly for JMU, hopeful with the new arena and everything. Um, don't know what that means for fans and that kind of stuff, but um, at least there's a plan. Yeah. 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 And we're excited about, we're also excited about the team. I mean, yeah, you know, and now I think the kids can also go back to practice and get after it. Right. And mm-hmm. for them, I mean, like you said, I think the kids want to play. I, I don't mean to make light of anything, but you and I, we're doing things, right? Your kids are yeah. playing something right now. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not the same as it usually is, but, you know, I play volleyball with friends on the weekend and, and go biking with people. Like, I want to do things, <laughs> you know, like I have to do something. Right. So, um, yeah. I mean, like, well, and other people might disagree with, with right. the decision that my wife and I made, but we did not let, our one son play soccer because we weren't confident in the local club here's ability to do anything. We just, mm-hmm. it, it's whatever. I, I just don't trust much for this club. Does. Right, right, it's just right. a mess. But with little league, we yep. decided to go for it because they had like the national or, or literally global had a set of standards and they sent us 15 pages of things. And yep. um, it is very different. You yep. know, we've had a couple practices and a practice game and, it's like spaced out. Everybody's got masks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if the if the ball goes over, if there's foul ball. Nobody can touch it. They got to sanitize the thing. Little League has rules about how much, how many innings kids can pitch and how many innings kids can catch. The catching okay. limits are gone this year because people can't share equipment. So if you're catching, you're catching the game. Uh-huh. Um, things like that. Like nobody's allowed in the dugouts uh-huh. in, in our little league. We had to bring chairs and they've got cones spaced out six feet apart outside the fence for all the kids. And you set up a chair and that's your kid's chair. Uh-huh. You know, they don't go sit in the dugout. Yeah, yeah. like, and, you know, I, I got to be honest, I'm sure people will think I'm crazy, but like I was super, super nervous and not sure we were doing the right thing. And I told my son that we'll sign you up, but if I'm not comfortable, if I see you breaking the rules, I'm pulling you from the team. Right. I feel fine the way yeah. they're running it. We mm-hmm. had practice tonight. Like, They've got the kids in small stations. The kids have masks. I mean, it's funny. Kids have multiple masks, and they, they put them down in their back pocket like they do batting gloves. It's mm-hmm. become, like, part of the thing. Um, there are ways to get it done, and that's with, you know, grade school kids, and they're following the rules. These kids want to play, and these are – I've coached a lot of these kids before. They are not rule followers. <laughs> no. But now, like, they know, like, holy crap. Like, we – if they say space out and do this, you know, we'll do it. Um and they're just immature little kids. I, uh-huh. I, I've got to imagine the college kids, if you say, hey, look, guys, we're up against it. Mm-hmm. To get this done, you can't be going out on the weekends, and you've, you're going to sacrifice. This is not going to be a normal college experience. Mm-hmm. The majority of college athletes are going to do whatever the heck they can yep. to make sure it happens. Yep. Um, and you just got to hope that the rest of the student body does the same. And 
um, and the, the towns and everything. I don't know. It's a tough situation, but I thought college sports were done for the year a month ago. And now I'm starting to be way more optimistic. We're like, you know what? They can be done. You're never going to eliminate risk, just like you're never going to have a basketball season where nobody ever gets hurt. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's it's not unreasonable to believe that they can pull this off this year. Mm-hmm. And that's about as optimistic as I will get in 2020. Yeah, yeah, that's I think so too. And it, we're watching the college football. I mean, UVA and Tech aren't playing this weekend because there's an issue, right? But they might play later. Yeah. So there's, I mean, these are all the adjustments that people have to make and hopefully um, – there's enough flexibility but, built in to pull it off, right? But I will say the silver lining about this is, like, UVA and Tech are not playing. Yep. Like, like yeah, yeah, they, right. That's a historic rivalry. They want to play each other, but, like, it ain't worth it. So, like, yeah. they're not just going to be reckless. No, doesn't seem like you know, it's so it, You know, and that that is good. I think if people are willing to accept it, hey, you know what? You might have a 12-game schedule and only play nine games. Mm-hmm. Eh, that ain't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be more worried if we were hearing reports that, you know, there are all sorts of issues going on in Blacksburg and we're, we're playing anyway. That would scare the hell out of me. Right. Right. You know, so well, I, I mean, I'm actually encouraged. I've not been able to feel, I mean, they're just, they're getting thin, right? I mean, they, yeah. they can't talk too much because of a lot of reasons, but they, they can't explain everything, but um, yeah. you know, that, that some of these teams, yeah, it's a struggle. I don't think people are being reckless. It seems to be going okay. Um, we're going to cross our fingers and hope we get to see, um, Really, the most, at least on the men's side, the most exciting men's basketball season in many a year at JMU. <laughs> at least yeah, in terms I, of uh, preseason excitement with the new staff I mean, I, and a lot of good players. And, yeah, I don't have a good read on on Byington yet, Mm-mm. but I assume, like any other coach, he's not going to be quick to dole out unnecessary praise early. In. But he's had a lot of positive stuff to say mm-hmm. about how these freshmen are playing. Yeah, which has me very excited. I, I don't think. Any coach would do that if it wasn't warranted. You tend to downplay, and he wasn't going crazy. He's not mm-hmm. saying like, "Oh, Strickland's gonna be all conference." But some of the comments, you know, like further along than I thought they'd be. You know, yeah. seems like they've had a lot of improvement since even since their senior year of high school and um, ready to work. And I just, I'm really excited, and certainly the fact that all those guys got waivers to play. Yeah, I don't understand how the hell that happened, but thank God it did. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited. I think it could be. Building, starting on on the steps to a return to JMU being <laughs> competent in, in basketball, if not, you know, a contender for the CAA. Yeah, and um, yeah, on the waiver thing, maybe maybe it's like other things in our society right now. Some of the stupid things, people are like, eh, maybe we shouldn't be such. Yeah, <laughs> like, maybe, we, let's, should be maybe such we should overlook some of the stupid stuff. It's a crazy situation. If kids wants to go to a different school, let's let's just let him do what he wants to do. Right, having like delivery wine has not like ruined the country yet so yeah no. like um yeah so that's hoops that's good news and then the other thing we found out um today or yesterday depending on when you're oh one tomorrow. more hoops yeah kamaya oh yeah <laughs> how great has it been seeing her uh, get minutes it's so it's been awesome i yeah i'm sorry for missing that coach oh yeah but yeah kamaya i've been playing for indiana right yeah yeah um, yeah and I mean, she's an up and down. She had a really good first game, mm-hmm. you know, hit a couple threes and everything. But the thing that I've been excited about, she seems to consistently be getting pretty significant minutes. Yeah. I mean, we you talk- know, like, like that 18 to 24 minute thing for somebody who was kind of signed off the street, you know, she was drafted and didn't have the opportunity to even go and make a way onto the team as, as a late round draft pick. Um, but then to get signed and then come in and actually start playing immediately. It's it's been awesome to watch. You know, I'm I'm really excited about her going forward. She seems like the type of player who could really stick around and make a career in the WNBA. Yeah, that would be awesome. 
I mean, we, we know she can get buckets. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's always helpful. Um, yeah. So that's awesome to see. Uh, on the football side, first, for the current JMU story, uh, it was announced that the, it looks like the FCS is going to go forward with a spring season, um, concluding with a May 15th national championship game in, I, I assume, in Frisco. But I, I know it's May 15th is the end of the season. Um, they're going to reduce the playoff field from 24 teams to 16 teams. So, A, they should have done that before this. <laughs> well, yes. Um, and B, you know, that, that will uh, make the playoffs less. You know, they won't. That it's a round or two less they have to deal with in the terms of the play. You only need three, four weeks to do the playoffs now. Um, yeah. So, if they start in, I don't know what it is, early February, it looks like they're going to get some version of the season in. Uh, before, you know, early February to mid-April, they'll get some version of a season, come up with a playoff field, and, and have a playoff. So, you know, I, I, I'm not going to tell anyone to make their reservations for Frisco at this point, um, but it's it's something hopeful to look forward to. I, you know, again, we've talked a million times, and we'll continue to talk about what this means for, you know, that's obviously after the NFL draft. So uh, who knows? I, I have no idea what this means on the field, except that, again, there's a plan in place. Um, that plan seems somewhat realistic. And you have to think that the commissioners of the leagues in FCS that participate in the playoffs, um, you know, at least they got together as a collective group and tried to come up with something. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, uh, probably not the same financial pressures that are on the men's basketball, men's and women's basketball tournaments, but uh, good to see. So we will cross our fingers. Oh, and, and of course, for, I think for coach Signetti and coaches everywhere, uh, the, maybe the biggest piece of news is everybody can start practicing again. Uh, I think next week. Jamie's going to start Monday. Yeah. So, um, you know, in, in terms of whether it's the spring season or next fall season or whatever you want to look at um, guys need to get their, crap together <laughs> you know and kids want to improve and, and want to get better and coaches want to bring in the freshmen and all this kind of stuff so who knows how this works um i, I hadn't even thought about it somebody asked me today rob i was like what about the uh you know the early enrollees you know they're kids that like graduate high school in three and a half and or four yeah. or whatever and then come in January. i have no idea i don't think i assume they're not eligible for the spring season but um Anyways, it, it's just – it'll be interesting. There's a million questions to answer. We're looking forward to basketball first. Uh, we'll get well, there. Well, a lot of those kids are going to be playing high school football in the spring. In the spring, and, yeah. And I know people were speculating that they'd forego it and just go on. But Signetti was quoted back, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I thought I saw something where he said, no, their guys, they, they, they could use an extra season. He was like kind of – he doesn't yeah, want his guys course. opting out. You know, keep playing. It's, yeah. it's your senior year. Um they're obviously getting JMU scholarship offers because they're talented and mm -hmm. Signetti and everybody else thinks they can succeed at JMU. Mm -hmm. But he was very clearly being like, oh, no, uh, they should keep playing. It's another yeah. year of development. Well, and look, for freshmen coming in, I mean, competitive game speed action is, is more important. It's probably better than, than um, you know, fourth team, you know, practice field action at Dummy JMU. Offense. Right, yeah. I, on, on some level for some kids. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm sure that's the way Signetti feels and – and I, the kids want to play, you know, yeah. kids want to play. And, and to be honest, my initial reaction to this has always been, uh, you know, not to sound like uh, Peter Baelish here, but chaos is a ladder. And for a school like JMU or North Dakota State, depth is going to help you in the chaotic times. Yeah. Right. I, I don't, 
if you're relying on three or four players and you might not have two of them for three or four weeks at a time, it, I don't know what to tell you, you know, where a school like JMU who has a lot of players on scholarship, full, fully funded scholarship program, that they should be all right. So we'll get there when the time comes. Um, Rob. Although I, you do yeah. want to, when you talk about depth, like mm-hmm. I don't even want to go to this, like, Ooh, you talk about the draft and Trey Lance, you know, he's going to go, for all we know, they got some freaking backup who's going to come in and be seamlessly coached like they always do. Yeah. But yeah. but I am interested to see, like, this seems to be set up where they're going to have their showcase game for Trey this fall. This fall. So, he, so he can get drafted and, it'll, you know, then they'll chat out, like, oh, we've got Carson Wentz, who is trash, by the way. And now we got Trey Lance. And, oh, look, we're, you know, QBU or something. But I, I don't know. I, I know you say people want to play. If I was him, I wouldn't want to play. No. I, I'd be preparing for the job. You know? Me too. And I don't know if JMU has anybody in that situation. No, I, don't. I, I don't think JMU has anybody who's a lock to be drafted. I think there are guys that can play their way into the draft. Mm-hmm. So, again, from the purely selfish fan perspective, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a big check mark in, in JMU's column. Yeah, I think like, so there, There's incentive for guys to play. I mean, it stinks that we saw the guys transfer to UVA. I understand it. I will support them. I'm not going to root for their team to win, but mm-hmm. I will hope that they individually do well. But mm-hmm. um, I think it, it's set up for – there's a lot of incentive for people to, to play in, in the spring at JMU and really do well. So, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we'll for, see where it goes. Fornado might be the only one that's, you know, in, in my mind, like really close, you know. Um, but, but close but even, in the sense like a, another – yeah, people Eight are going to want to see. Yeah, like push them over the edge. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that'll be interesting to see. But you brought up Wentz, and we got to talk about it, uh, Rob. I, I we we joked on Sunday. I said I'm glad that this happened for Jimmy against the Eagles, so your Giants fan heart could at least that one or two day Sundays a year could kind of enjoy it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it happened it against was... Wentz and the Eagles um, had to make it more enjoyable, right? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it, it was hard. It, it was hard. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Jimmy is, is uh, next to Rodney, probably my favorite JMU athlete ever. Yeah. You know, it's like yep. 1A and 1B. Yep. Jimmy might even be number Jimmy's probably number one. Yeah. Um, I still remember where I was when I found out that the Skins drafted him. I know. And I was just crushed. Like, I told my kids, and they're like, no, not the Redskins. <laughs> That was just the worst scenario. The second worst would have been the Eagles. The third worst would have been the Cowboys. Yep. Like it was right there. But as I told you Sunday, yeah. I was at least able to put a box around my my heart and my fandom and just focus on like Jimmy, yep. the JMU guy, doing things that hurt Eagles fans yes. and hurt Carson <laughs> Wentz. Like you know, like that brought me great joy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, it just stunk that it was under the context of doing it for the Washington football team. That's right. Um, but it was but, a great play, and he had a great, great game. I mean, I, it's just, I know you didn't. It's just Jimmy. Yeah. It's just Jimmy. It's, it's what's going to happen. Like, yeah. I try to tell people that are fans, I'm like, you will see him make mistakes, but you should almost be excited when he makes mistakes because uh-huh. I've never seen an athlete turn it around and be so determined to kind of make up for his mistakes. Like Jimmy didn't make that many mistakes at JMU, but when he did, yeah. it was almost like, oh, well, we got to pick six company. Yep. Pick six company. Or, oh, oh, man, he's going to level somebody on special teams. Yep. You know, like he just, he's got that. If, if there was, if you could have a lab and design the perfect brain yeah. for a cornerback, yep. <laughs> yeah. it would be Jimmy Morley. Yep, it really would you be. Know? Yeah. It really would be. The guys, that was a beautiful read. It was an athletic play. Yep. It was just 
so much coming together. And I, I am the kind of the president of the Jimmy yes, Butler yes, fan club. <laughs> um, but that's not the last you're going to see. This is the beginning. This guy's going to stick around for a long time, and he's going to be an impact player. Yeah, he's just too talented, too determined, and just too like. I mean, is feisty the right word? Yeah, he's yeah. just like he's just a dog. Yeah, like he, he is. He, he's not going. You need to have some thick skin and zero memory to play cornerback mm-hmm. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody says. Jimmy goes the other way. He has thick skin and he has absolute memory of everything he does wrong, yep. and then he's just determined to make up for yep. it. So. The guy's just a player. It was it's, awesome. So, yeah. as a Washington fan who did watch the game, he also had he had six tackles. Um, yeah. He's one of only three guys on the defense that played every defensive snap. Um, and the best play he made all game was not a tackle or an interception. He just messed up a screen. He figured out a screen pass and like ducked inside a blocker to get in the way. And Wentz realized he was going to throw another pick and ended up getting sacked. Um, because of what Jimmy had done. Like he just yeah. had a really good game. I mean, he did, he slipped once and Jackson had a, you know, 15 yard catch or something. And that was, I was so glad Jimmy and Jimmy is in the face of Deshaun Jackson. They're like talking, talking yeah. shit to each other. It was, I mean, and it was funny that he got, the only reason he didn't score is because he gets caught by Djax, um, yeah. which is a huge, uh, there's, let's just say there's a speed difference between the Richmond wide receivers trying to run <laughs> after Jimmy and Deshaun Jackson trying to run after Jimmy. Um, so, but I think that's what's so funny. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people, JMU fans, even in the back of their mind, they're like, man, he's a freak, but is he just so much more athletic than FCS guys? And it's not that. He's very athletic, but he also is a really smart football player. player. Yep. You know, he's just, you can tell he studies, he watches tape. That the interception was largely due to him being prepared. Yep. And and reading Wentz yep. and then positioning his body. We saw it in the senior bowl, yep. you know, when he came up and made that tackle. Yep. Like he's a smart, smart football player. It isn't just the fact that like maybe he's like uh, a little bit of an elite athlete playing, you know, FCS and you know, you, you look really good against whatever the Norfolk States or the Richmonds mm-hmm. of the world. But how's that gonna be on Sundays? It's not just that. Like he really is, is a complete package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just awesome to see. So I I, I can't I it was the most sports joy I have had since uh, middle of March, for sure. Uh, for me personally, it was uh, just incredible. <laughs> that whole, I mean, the game itself was great. Everything around the game was pretty good, um, considering how awful it can, it most of the time is to be uh, a fan of this franchise. Um, that everything about that game <laughs> was pretty great. But but Jimmy picking off Carson Wentz um, and almost taking it to the house was, was uh, something to behold. Uh, other yeah. guy, Dean Marlowe, played pretty well. I know he had a tackle or two, um, I think. I don't know on defense or special teams, but he played in both areas this weekend for the Bills. Uh, we expect the Bills to be at least in contention throughout this year. So uh, exciting to see Dean back and healthy and playing well. Um, uh, and a kid on the way. And a kid on there you go. Yeah. And, uh, and Daniel Brown did, was active for the Jets, um, just played on special teams. I, I think – Medea also reported that uh, Josh Wells was active for Tampa. Did Stenny? Stenny was not. Stenny was inactive, but they're both on the yeah. Tampa offensive line. So, yep. um, you know, good for those guys. Uh, you know, the one disappointment was Raven Green. It, it sounds like has a little bit of an injury, um, as has been a, a it's been a bugaboo for him the last couple of years. And hopefully, he can get healthy because I know Packers fans have been excited to see him. Um, no surprise that Danucci was inactive i mean he's the third quarterback for the cowboys but that's pretty much the standard 
across the league when you're the third, you're inactive yeah. or, unless somebody's hurt or something. So, um, you know, good for all those guys. Hopefully we'll see even more. And I um, can't wait to watch Jimmy. Of course, you know, I got, I ordered my first Jersey last year and Jimmy changed his number for the 19th time um, <laughs> this year. But uh, yeah, so I'll enjoy having Jimmy's rookie Jersey for quite some time, but um, yeah. we'll see. So that's it for that. Uh, Rob, I wanted to ask you briefly. I know we've both gotten a lot of, um, we'll probably derail the whole podcast for most JMU fans here, but you and I have both enjoyed the hell out of the NBA playoffs. Oh my gosh. And it's been amazing. It's been so good. And I think last night was the most surprising. Re- I know for me, it was the most surprising result of the, the playoff bubble year, um, the Nuggets, the Nuggets yeah. beating the Clippers, and, and not just beating them, but sort of like beating, beating the hell out of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because Jokic is is insanely fun to watch. That over oh, over the head pass, yes. oh, so good. Um, but how about the other game? That block yes. on Tatum. Oh yeah, was the, was the best block I've ever seen. Yeah, it, given given this, like the only one you could say maybe rivals it is the LeBron. Would be the LeBron one. Yep. But this was like, this was harder. This was harder. I mean, it's he risked breaking his wrist, and when Tatum went up, I was like, "Oh my gosh, Tatum is going to have like Tatum looked determined. Yeah, he looked like he was going to throw down." And I was like, "Oh, this is crazy, you know?" And then boom, he blocked that thing. The replays, it looked fake. Yeah, it the really. Man's wrist. Yeah, the man's wrist. Like yeah. his wrist should not be that strong. No, no. You know? I mean, it, the NBA bubble has brought me so much joy. You talk about Jimmy bringing joy. Yeah, I have loved the bubble. Both my kids are big NBA fans. Uh-huh. We've been watching it. Um, they're like diehard LeBron fans, so they're anti-Giannis, anti-Kawhi, you know. Okay. So they've been very excited with all these results. But I've actually kind of enjoyed the product more in this isolation. The fact that, like, you know, I'd be doing work and you wrap up and there's a game on. Oh, yeah. At one point, they're like three in a row. Yeah. It's just awesome. And, and I read something the other day talking about how some people have a theory that the reason there have been so many comebacks mm-hmm. and no lead has been safe is because you don't have the crowd noise. So, like, you don't have yeah. that anxiety. Yeah. And it has just been – I've always said that I think the best sports product is the NHL Stanley Cup. Right. Um, there's just the playoffs are just heart in your throat the entire time. I, I got to say these NBA playoffs, I think, are just heads and shoulders above anything else I've seen from the NBA. Not like there haven't been great games in the past. Mm-hmm. But it's just consistently been so good. You look at oh, yeah. that Raptors-Celtics oh, yeah. series was, was great. amazing. Was great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the Rockets series. Like, even these teams that are going down, you're like, and there's so much young talent in the league. Like, mm-hmm. it has been maybe my favorite distraction yeah. during, during quarantine. Yeah, I think it has been for me, too. I think the fact that it, it pretty early on became pretty apparent that they were doing it safely and it was not going to have the kind of, like, disastrous – I didn't feel guilty. Watching no, it. I didn't. There wasn't a moral hazard in, yeah. in enjoying the product um, for sure helped. And yeah, and I don't know. I haven't watched enough of the NHL since the caps got eliminated to, yeah. to know. I watched, like, I watched the overtimes last night, but certainly the, like the, the not tra- the players, these world-class athletes, not having to travel every night and not going out every night. Like, yeah, it's, you know, the quality has been good and playing in a small, I mean, you know, in hoops playing in a small gym from a shooting standpoint, you know, much and easier. playing in the same gym every day, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, is a much easier thing. I, I also, this is what the one thing that scares me for college basketball. Um, not scares me. I mean, uh, just the NBA has made that look so good on TV mm-hmm. with that wall of virtual, you know, the people on yeah. the computers and like, it, it looks like the 2K game, you know, kind of, it, it just, it looks cool. 
And some of the other sports, I mean, baseball in particular kind of looks like almost insane in the totally empty stadiums. Yeah. Right. And um, I actually didn't mind it for the NFL this week. um, But I don't know if that's just because I was like finally had a full day of NFL to focus on or something. You also usually don't have crowd shots in the background of live play. No, you don't. No, in the NFL, where right. you do baseball, sometimes baseball. every pitch, there's like yeah. people behind that thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's true. Um, and the college football, I did notice it more. I haven't watched more than like 10 minutes of college football. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just that that's the whole thing about college football is the atmosphere. I mean, yep. uh, I don't know. As a Washington football team fan, the atmosphere is, you know, it's worse than your kids' little league. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I don't, this doesn't, this is no different. So anyways, kudos to the NBA. I I'm looking forward. I, I mean, I guess I'm rooting for the, I'm certainly rooting for the nuggets and the heat, but I don't, you know, I mean, at, at this point, any of these four teams will make for a compelling final probably. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then I think that's it for us tonight. We're going to do a couple OTs though. The one really good one. And um, is it Sean Patrizzi, our buddy that um, yeah. sent us the, he asked us three, what were the three? top three and bottom three things that we were going to do. We were looking forward to or dreading this fall um, that we would be doing because there is no JMU football. And I thought that was a really good question because yeah. it's something I'm sure we both thought of. So what were, is there one thing, I don't know where you want to start, Rob. Let's do, let's do the top three. Okay. Top three. Like the good yep. things. Good yep. things. So what's your, what's your, what are some, what's one of yours? Well, one of mine would be apple picking. Oh, yeah. We typically do it like, I love apples. Mm-hmm. I love apple picking. It's very fallish and whatever. It's just a good time. We typically kind of do it like rushed on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Largely because I want to watch the same game on Saturday. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to just kind of doing it on a more leisurely all day Saturday. Maybe combine it with a winery. There's one right next to the place where we go. Um, just kind of chill out and do that. It's something I really enjoy, but admittedly, I do kind of make the family squeeze it in around my typical football watching. Yes. So. I think the idea of doing it on a Saturday, not on a school night, and just making a day of it is is very appealing and something that I will enjoy. Yes, I, I, that's very similar vein to that. Um, I played in a golf tournament last year, a par three, like mm-hmm. um, shootout type of thing, and I rode around all day watching. What's the name of the thing we that our games are on now? Um, um, flow, flow, flow sports, right? Watching yeah. flow on my phone in the yeah. golf cart, like to watch JMU Towson last year. And mm-hmm. I am looking forward to not being that guy. Um, this I'm, I'm doing it again in a couple of weeks and, and mm-hmm. looking forward to, you know, just general like Saturday activity, uh, without distraction of any kind. So, yes. yes. Um, what's, what's another one for you, Rob? Well, I am currently trying to find a place for next weekend, actually. Oh. Um, it's my wife's birthday. Uh-huh. So we're trying uh-huh. to get... Good luck. She wants to go away. Yeah. Well, we're tr- trying to get away. Mm-hmm. Just like, we yeah. don't really worry that much about presents, but like, so I'm trying to find a place, actually looking at a couple places in Baysie and oh, yeah, know, yeah. Price area. Mm-hmm. Um, so just getting a like family weekend where I can actually be present and yeah. not be annoying and like, yeah. do a family getaway, spend a weekend in the mountains or in the valley and just really be present, not constantly checking my phone or worrying about how I can get Wi-Fi so I can be flows. Basically exactly what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully it's coming to fruition. I've got a couple places I just need to make a decision and book it. This is really going to be some, this is, this is a real reflection going on from us right now. Yeah. And I can talk about this freely because my wife would 
there's about six trillion things she would do before she would ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, on the same vein, I, I, uh, one of my other ones, Rob, is my, my nephew um, came a few weeks ago, and I took him mountain biking in the bike park for the first time. And oh, awesome. he did awesome. And he, like, had a great time. And he enjoyed it so much that he wants to come back for his birthday in October and bring his little next-door neighbor, best friend, kid. And um, I'm really looking for Like, I didn't have to think twice. Like, my sister-in-law asked me, like, you know, will you take Will and Teddy mountain biking again? And I, you know, I didn't have to check the schedule or look at the calendar or anything. I'm like, yeah. absolutely, I'm in. You know, Are you talking about the park at Bryce? The park at Bryce, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, that looks awesome. You know, um, super fun. And I just, like you just said, I mean, I, I didn't have to think. And I, I, cert- I mean, this is not an opportunity I would pass up regardless um, I only have one nephew, so I, you know, yeah. uh, really fun, but definitely looking forward to that, doing that more this fall. So I, I do not like the bike park for the, for the record. Uh, very, that's the only day I've been in there was with Will. So uh, green, green trails only basically. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen videos online, but have you checked it out? Yeah. Myself? I like the climbing. I mean, I, I like, I love mountain biking, but the big features and stuff are a little beyond me at this age. So yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, that actually has been the most eye-opening thing during this quarantine or pandemic. Yeah. Is like, I really feel my limitations now. Like, <laughs> it's just awful. Yeah, I, 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 I've been doing a lot of biking, and it's fine. Like physical fitness and you know cardiovascular. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can kind of maintain that as long as you want. But like, I've been playing a lot of basketball with my kids. Mm-hmm. My jump shot has never been better, and never been less relevant like there, there's nobody that knows other than my kids right but i'm telling you like i actually have a good shot but like i cannot jump to save my life <laughs> it is just pathetic and things like and my kids have started getting into skateboarding yeah. so i took them to the skate park and like i wasn't even going near it like i tried to do a couple <laughs> ollies and stuff like i've never felt more old and so i i watch these videos and the kids like want to go to these different parks i'm like oh yeah i could take you i'm like but I can't, I can, I can do like single track, maybe cross country, but like, I'm not doing any of these big burns. I'm not doing yeah. big jumps. Yeah. I'm not the, the, the freaking half pipes. No, yeah. The kids are like, Oh, you're going to try it. I'm like, no, I'm not trying it. Yeah, no, not no. Trying it at all. Cause I will break. Yeah. I will break. I am old. Like it's awful. Like I cannot jump. One of the boys, you know, shot a jumper and it got caught, got wedged in between the, the rim and the backboard. Uh-huh. You could get I'm it. six five. Yeah, you know, like this is normal. This has happened. I've also prior to this, I'd never get jump shots. That happened me a lot, mm-hmm. and I would just bump up. It took me like four jumps to get up and get it. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, it's awful. Yeah. I just so I'm with you, man. Like I, I've lost the whole notion of me ever being extreme anything. Yeah. <laughs> you so know? Funny. Yeah. I went skiing last year, and I was like all about the groomers. I had so much fun. Yes, it's just it's miserable. Oh, Absolutely miserable. Funny. So what's your t- what's your last one? I, I was actually going to say bike rides as well. That's okay. pretty yeah. much all I've been doing yep. for fun is bike rides, but I will get since we were talking about like, I'm looking forward to checking out a couple of these breweries. Like oh, there yeah. are so many more farm breweries. Mm-hmm. The Washington post had a feature a week ago. Like I want to check out bear chase. I want to check out Wheatland Springs. Mm-hmm. Have you had any no, of their beers? No. Oh man. They're, they're amazing. Nice. Definitely. It's like out in, I don't know, Waterford or something oh, like God. that. Yep. Um, but we do a lot of trips with the family and other families to wineries. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Mm-hmm. It's just getting outside and social sure. distance. 
I'm looking forward to maybe calling an audible mm -hmm. and bringing the group to a brewery for once because I've been designated driver for six million trips to wineries. <laughs> yeah. So it would be nice to finally take advantage of that and have a nice lazy Saturday afternoon that is um, awesome. at one of these places in the country. That's, what about you? Yeah, my last one is um my friend. Uh, I have a friend, actually Andy's Andy Bacon's wife, um, mm -hmm. really wants to get back into running. We both have been, you know, using this. She's doing an ultra, right? Yeah, we're, we we were doing that. We're using this year to try to get our acts together a little bit, and, and we agreed to try to push each other towards doing a 50k in March. Oh, I didn't sometime. know you were doing it. Yeah, I saw, so I, I, saw I, I did. Um, I said I would do it. So I, 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 you probably know, but like 10 years ago or so, I did a 50 miler, um, and had run a few marathons. The CNO Canal one. Yeah, kind of. The it's actually actually no, that's the um, Algonquian JFK. Yeah, I did the Algonquian. Okay to out to like um algonquin to great falls and back basically okay. it's like the north face endurance challenge or something but um God bless oh. yeah it was I actually drive that you know what's weird is it was the most fun race I, I did four or five marathons back in the day very slowly and um those were much more difficult actually than the 50 mile trail race which i know is counterintuitive but there's like there's just zero focus on your time it's yeah. and like you can stop at the aid station and sit down and change your sock like I don't know. There's a much more uh, collegial spirit and everybody's like encouraging each other in a different way than like just grinding it out in a road marathon. So I, I can't believe I'm putting that out there um, to wow. our, you know, 15 listeners here, but I am yeah. going to try uh, to train for that. And I know that if this were a normal fall, that would have been much more difficult for me to um, agree to just because I would have known my behavior on, you know, JMU home Saturdays would not have been conducive to starting that process. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, I guess wow, I'm good for you, yeah. man. So it's out there now. There we go. Yeah. So, now you got to hold yourself accountable. What, what are your bottom three? I guess you can do these all together if you want to. Well, my bottom three, actually, my top was apple picking. Yeah. My bottom is apple picking because <laughs> I just looked it up and the um, place that we've gone for years that I love well. Uh, the website says they had a bad frost and they're going to have very few apples. So <laughs> thank you, 2020. Oh, of course they did. Well, yeah. At least they're not Washington um, apples. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Um, I guess other thing I'm not looking forward to, um, just doom scrolling and existential dread and just worrying about 2020 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. without football. Mm -hmm. um, I, I appreciate I love football for all the community aspects and, and the fun and the camaraderie, but I also really enjoy the release. And yeah. I know people look at, at folks like me and you that think we're like way too into it. And, but it also is just such great escapism. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm just really missing that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, like this is going to sound weird considering we have a blog and we have the right to, to write something about it whenever we want. And we have not for months. Uh huh. I really miss having something to blog about. I, I, I know you and I, mm -hmm. this, we can let the cat out of the bag. Like for most of this, like we've kept the blog going. We kind of force ourselves to write throughout the year. We really only enjoy, and I think yeah. you're going to agree with me here. We really only enjoy writing about football. Yeah. Like I, I basically like, even in years when we were really diligent about it and we were writing, you know, three times a week and get content up there year round. I did that purely so people would stick around and read our previews and our game recaps yep. and our, like, I really, really love 
yeah. blogging about football. Me too. And not that we're great about it, but like it's fun for me. I, I, I get so much. I just get a kick out of it. I love all the comments. Mm-hmm. I love connecting with people and the friends we've made through it. And I miss that. I miss that we don't have games to blog about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to fake it. Like I, I, I don't even care anymore. Blogging, I feel like, is kind of gone by the wayside. It's yeah. no like it's not like it was ten years ago when mm-hmm. everybody had a blog and there was all the interaction, but. It's still, even if people aren't reading or weren't reading, like, mm-hmm. I don't even know. I don't check the stats. Last year versus at, at our peak, right. you know, whatever it was, six, seven years ago. Yeah. I loved it. I had so much fun doing it. Yeah. And it just stinks. Like, it, it, I just really miss that. Of all the different things about the football season not happening and going to games. and Yeah, For I miss sure. that. But, but I miss, you know, you and I having jokes and even if we just write dumb things that yeah. only you and our friends are going to laugh about or people don't get like, it was really, really fun for me. Oh yeah. And I'm going to miss that a lot. And I'm really looking forward to getting back after it next year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the formula for football is so much easier too, because, um, oh, just, you know, there's only one it's game it's, and there's only yeah. one game a week and it occurs on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we can usually find the time to like sort of do at least the pre pre game and post game stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, and I loved all the guest posts. Yeah, we had the did. guest posts down to a science and the prediction contest. And it's just been yeah. a really fun. We we had a pretty, you know, formulaic thing that worked well for us and was fun to do. Yeah. Um, the rest of the year has always been difficult, but yeah, yeah. That, I'm going to miss that too. Yeah, my my, it's funny you said that because one of the things that I thought about putting in my top three and I put in my bottom three is I have actually I, I don't know about you, Rob, but I am still in two fantasy leagues and I've been like not even close to caring for multiple years now. Mm-hmm. And I did, fi- and this year I didn't care at all until last week. And then I got into it more than I usually have because I, there hasn't been things to watch. There hasn't been things yeah. to do. And it let me reconnect. You know, I had a fun zoom draft or whatever, you know, with a group last week. And, um, and I realized this weekend, I was like, I probably am going to actually get to watch more NFL than I have in pa- the past few years because there's nothing else to <laughs> like. Yeah, like I don't know. I just I and I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to JMU games. I'm not doing. And anything. you can also kind of like use Saturday for couples time or yes, friends time yes, or family. Yes. You know, like it's like even if it's just something as simple as you know, yeah, whatever, gardening yeah. or you yeah. know going for a bike ride. Like so, it's not all weekend of like, hey, you know, yeah. you watch football all day Saturday. You can't do it Sunday. So yeah, there is a little more balance. Yeah, so that- yeah, and same with I'm the same way with fantasy. Yeah. Like our league was kind of dwindling the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then last Monday I got a text from bio and he's like, Hey man, you want to put this together? He's like, a couple people reached out. You're interested in playing. And within 24 hours, our entire league came back together and put together a draft. Oh, that's awesome. And it was super fun, yep. you know, and it's, it's Detta and Zerada yeah. and Dorfman and <laughs> Barney and like everybody, like, I think the league probably would have died had it not been for this COVID. Yeah. And now people were like, Absolutely, I man. We need a distraction. Let's get together. Yep. And already, there's been more text and, yeah. and banter. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it seems pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's yeah. weird. Um, and then my other two is the one thing I really have focused on this year is just you know I think a lot of like a lot of people we've um, done some belt tightening on the financial end of things mm-hmm. this year, and uh, one of those things was giving up all lawn service or anybody. We, we've tried to do everything ourselves this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not looking forward to the last two, the two big fall projects on the, on the agenda, which are aerating the yard. One is aerating the yard, um, to lay some 
um, fertile, you know, some seed stuff or whatever. Grass seed. Yeah. And then the other is um, there's some work that needs to be done on our little paver patio, uh, including some uh, diatomaceous sand or something like that. I can't even remember the name of the thing. Diatomaceous earth. Something like that. I don't, I can't, now I can't even remember. But yeah. um, Yeah. Neither one of those jobs. And those are both probably likely to occur on a Saturday that would have otherwise been set aside for. JMU game. <laughs> more, more fun yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not looking forward to either of those. But it, it is something that uh, it is a good thing to to do. Um, and we'll probably be followed by a couple beers and a little fire pit. So I can't complain too much. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm actually, I, I can't wait for fire pit. And it has gotten really cool the past couple of nights. Sure it's, has. That, that might be on the agenda this weekend. Yeah. Oh, Rob. Family fire pit and s'mores. I'm actually going to a concert on Saturday. All things, Ooh. yeah, out, Where? outdoors in Orkney Springs, Virginia. Sam Bush, um, oh, yeah, cool. the Shenandoah Valley Music Festival. Um, it's uh, going to be very odd. Um, you have like a roped off grass section, you know. Um, I don't know how this is all going to, I don't know. They've done a couple others. They've had a few in the last few weeks. So, so far, so good. We'll see. Um, but it's gonna, it's not going to be a real concert, but I'm like, in, I'm way out of proportion excited for this thing. <laughs> so anyways, we'll see what happens. I was actually thinking about buying one of the Yonder Mountain um, Friday night streams. Me too. Have yeah. you done that yet? No. Like, I, I, I I've know watched they've been doing it for like other... seven or eight weeks. But... Yeah, I had done a couple of the fish ones early on, and I did a green sky bluegrass at one point. Um, I, I don't know, but I haven't done any in a few months. So I did the Sturgill oh, nice. uh, yep. grass one, which was amazing. Yeah. So who knows? And then the last thing, Rob, just wanted to ask you, Premier League double overtime here. Um, what's your feeling on your boys in uh, in red? Uh, I'm actually pretty optimistic, and I have not been following it as closely as I have the past couple of years. But um, I think they were really playing with some some strong momentum and actually some exciting soccer uh-huh. um, coming back out of the the quarantine and the fanless game. So I'm pretty excited. I think I think Pogba's the real deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they've got going on in goal <laughs> i saw they released the list of world's most you know highest paid athletes mm-hmm. the other messi it was like insane did you see it, it came i didn't out yesterday. No, but he passed ronaldo it was like 140 million dollars or something okay. like that the ronaldo's up there De Gea is like oh right top 10 oh wow and you're just like what the hell is going on <laughs> like I mean, you talk about a guy who's lost his fastball. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about, about what they got between the pipes. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll contend for the Champions League, mm-hmm. certainly. Yep. And maybe yep. maybe for a, for the title? Who knows? Will there be a drop-off from, from uh, Liverpool? I would think somewhat. I mean, it's hard to have. I think that it's going to be a hangover. perfect season. I, you know, I, yeah. I, that was like the Invincibles, the Arsenal from like 2005. But I thought more impressive, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think they're probably – you know, I, I, they're still a heavy favorite, but I, you know, it's hard to imagine the run they had last year. Um, yeah. yeah. And this question came up because our buddy Jason, uh, big Spurs fan, asked us whether uh, Gareth Bale coming back to Spurs was good business or Bale business um, as an <laughs> overtime topic. And I, I have no idea, but I do. It made me want to talk about it because the reason that um, there's panic in the Spurs camp is because my Everton team it, – it, was wonderful this weekend was the best yeah. Everton game I've watched in many a year. And 
Thomas. Thomas Rodriguez was incredible. I know it's not going to look like that for long. Um, they brought in, you know, they just looked so fun. Our goalkeeper Pickford actually looked like a real goalkeeper again, like the the one we saw in the World Cup um, mm-hmm. again this weekend. Hour, uh, listen to me. Uh, and they beat Tottenham, and there's you know just panic all around um, Spurs this week because they. Looked... I mean, come on! If you want to talk Spurs, we got to talk Alex Morgan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kane stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's been awesome. Um, I, I don't know what to say, Rob. What do you think about that with the women's players? All so many of them going overseas. I, Are you glad or not glad? I, 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 uh, I, I don't know. I know. I know. The whole thing is really weird because, like, I, I don't want to get into the whole, you know, pay inequality, yeah. but like. It, Clearly, you and I are in favor of paying people what they're worth right. and gender equality. But so much of the pay was built around kind of supporting these club teams through U.S. soccer. Right. And now you're like, okay, if they're going to agree to pay all these salaries and then the top players don't play, like, are they going to cannibalize the league again? Um, it's exciting, but it it's also really scary where you think about the fact, like, domestically, is it even feasible – Right. To have a top-tier women's league if you have all the top players going to England. And, and yet, big, I, big I, picture, I, like, if you want, like, macro-wise, if, like, people care about those names, right? I mean, I root for the Carolina Courage, but worldwide, people care about Manchester City. Yes. Right? So if... And if Rose Lavelle is going to go over to Europe, right. that's a big blow. That's a it's a big blow to this league, but it's, it's this league, but, but it's, it's probably a big push raising the for profile the of the women's yeah. game worldwide to have these players going to these known commodity, known names. Um, yeah, I don't know what the answer is. The one thing I there's just a, there's a scarcity of players though. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's going to be, are they all going to end up in England, or are they going to be dispersed around the world? And it does make me think that. For the greater good, yeah, the profile will be raised, but it makes me think that this current version of the top tier league in the United States will not be the one we see in five years. That's you know, cool. ideally, we yeah. will, we will see a greater profile for women's sports, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think the women's league is going to be like the WNBA. I think it's very likely you could fold again or do, and then maybe the next iteration or the iteration after that takes hold, but. I don't know. It, it kind of worries me a little bit. The only thing that gives me some hope is just, you know, as I mentioned, I root for the courage and like the best player on the courage is Dabinha, the Brazilian player. And mm-hmm. like, she's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about her personal choices or life or anything, but there is a draw to living and working in the United States as a women's soccer player Oh, without um, a doubt. from other countries this year, obviously notwithstanding, but, you know, there's definitely a draw, um, you know, to, to the light. I mean, none of these players, very, very few of these players are going to be like mobbed on the street like Messi, right? No matter where, yeah. they, whether they play in England or they play here or they play in Spain, it doesn't matter. But, you know, and for that reason, like, I don't know, cost of living and working and going about your life in, in Raleigh is, is pretty nice. Like, as opposed to, say, North London, right? I, so I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of players are going to need to make their own decisions. At, but I'm, but uh, what I'm, is the affiliation like between like the men's and women's teams in England? You know, you got Manchester. Yeah, that's what I don't know. I just know like, that they're paying. Is it like the the WNBA and the NBA? The NBA has kind of, I mean, for lack of a better term, subsidized the yeah, WNBA, yeah. and I think that's great. Right. I think that's awesome. They're saying it's for the for the mm-hmm. greater good, and these women deserve a chance, and we need to prop it up, and we've got mm-hmm. these deep pockets. Let's do it. 
MLS can't do that. No. You know, there's nothing in the United States that can do that. No. Nope. You know, there, there's nothing comparable to a Manchester City. There's no but war the chest. Premier League can. Yes. Right. I mean, so you know, that's just it. We just may not be the global epicenter of the women's game anymore. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's good for the U.S. women's national team, but it may be good for the game. Maybe good for the game. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, we've gotten off on our, <laughs> on our, our tangents, on our tangents here. Um, Rob, it's so good to talk to you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. We'll fun. talk next week. We'll have a little more detail around hoops and football. Hopefully Jimmy will have a pick six this week in Arizona against Kyler Murray. And then we'll have that to talk about. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, Rob, it's good to talk to you. It's good to talk to everybody out there. We miss you guys. I, I just, I did think about it the last couple of weeks. I didn't bother me Labor Day weekend, um, weirdly enough. Uh, but this past weekend, as like more, a little more college games were on TV and that kind of thing. And with the NFL, I think I, it set in like, oh, it's football time for me. And I definitely missed um, you know, just our normal reconvening in the fall. Um, Didn't bother me at all last weekend. Bothered me last night when I went for a bike ride and it was chilly. Yeah. And I realized I should have had a hoodie on. And then <laughs> it's just, it's the weather and all that really kind of got me. I was yeah. Like, Man, it's, it's, it's football season. Yeah. But whatever. Small sacrifices. Hopefully everybody emerges and we're safe and there's a good season in the spring. And no. Man, we're gonna have we're gonna have a serious. Uh, who knows? I don't know if they'll be tailgating or or fans or what come February, but that will be interesting. Late February in the Berg is uh, it's will we'll be will be quite a weather show. So we'll see. It will. Yeah, it will. Anyways, so Rob, uh, good to talk to you. I will talk to you next week, and I hope you guys everybody has a good week. Yep, have a good one, everybody. All right, go Dukes. <laughs>